The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The Late Night Anger Match with Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Breaking it down on the Twisted Tuesday. Full slate of NBA basketball uh, this evening. Zion Williamson goes off. The Pelicans put 144 up on the board. Uh, Memphis you know, Memphis only scored 113, so that's not good. All right? that that That's not good if you're the Memphis uh, Grizzlies. And the New Orleans Pelicans are one of the more whacked-out teams in the NBA, but I guess... The Pelicans are a lot like a lot of teams in the NBA. On any given night, they can murder you. And on any given night, they can roll over and lose. And I guess you could say the same thing about the Toronto Raptors. Raptors step up with a big win tonight against Milwaukee. I tell you what, it was a big win because the Raptors normally beat bad teams and they struggle against good teams. So they lost to Minnesota. You can't lose to Minnesota and then lose to Milwaukee. Right, it's got to be one or the other. So they found a way of beating Milwaukee. And look, man, the Brooklyn Nets are favorites, right, to win the uh, the Eastern Conference. The second choice, uh, the second choice in the Eastern Conference uh, are the Milwaukee Bucks. How much confidence, how much trust do you have in either of these basketball teams in the big picture? The Toronto Raptors just beat the Brooklyn Nets the other night in Brooklyn. The Toronto Raptors just beat the Milwaukee Bucks tonight in Milwaukee. The Toronto Raptors could beat the Brooklyn Nets in a seven-game series, and they could beat uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, they could also easily lose uh, in a seven-game series as well. If you ask me right now, all right, who's going to win? Who's the team to beat in the um, in the Eastern Conference? If you ask me right now, I would say it's the Philadelphia 76ers. If I had to like, if I had to bet, if you told me, all right, you got one future play you could pull the trigger on in the Eastern Conference, the Raptors are competitive, and the Raptors will be a, a, a difficult team to play against in the postseason. But you have to wonder about them playing in Tampa if they're going to be able to overcome that. The Raptors, every damn game they play is a road game. Every damn game the Raptors play is a road game. That's that's a problem for them. Although, although the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. Maybe the Raptors can win in Tampa now. I'll tell you what, if the Raptors win the NBA championship this year in Tampa, I'll move to Tampa. I'm not getting a tattoo. You know what people start getting a tattoo? No, I'll move to Tampa. That's moving to Florida is worse than a tattoo. Bring it. <laughs> What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right here. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The Grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Welcome to the 117th dust-up between the Snort and Swine of Springfield A&M and the Springfield University Nittany Tide. Oh, doctor, break out the hickory switch. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Throwing it down. Sirius XM Channel 204 Sports Grid Radio Networks. So Arash Markazi will join us a little bit later on. Andrew McKinnis is going to step up and in. We'll talk some pucks. We're talking Laker basketball, NBA basketball. We'll get into some college basketball, maybe a little NASCAR uh, as well. Uh, so as we uh, told you, Zion Williamson goes over his point total uh, once again uh, this evening. And he's now eight and three to the over, over 24 and a half, which, you know, it's generally, it was 23 and a half all the time. So interesting, um, interesting tonight. So uh, per the Elias Sports Bureau this evening, Zion Williamson and John Moran each had 25 points, five rebounds and five assists tonight. They are the first number one and number two picks for the same draft with 25 points, five rebounds and five assists against each other. Since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Neil Walk did it on February the 26th, 1972. That's amazing, isn't it? Like, wow. Can you believe that? The number one and the number two pick, they both had the exact same box score? That would be an amazing story if it wasn't wrong. Zion Williamson had 31 points tonight. Now, I can understand, like, a mistake being made. I don't make them, but I can understand somebody else making a mistake. All right? I can understand, like, well, you know, the box score once said 30, at 31. I don't understand how you can create such a story in which Zion Williams and John Moran each had 25, 5, and 5. Their first number one and two picks since. So, I don't know how you can get so detailed all the way back to 1972. That's cute. But it's too bad it's wrong. Because Zion Williamson had 31 points tonight. So ESPN Stats and Info, a Twitter account that I rely on, I don't want to have to doubt everything that they tweet. I I like it. But I look at this and I'm thinking, you know, it's kind of crazy because I bet on Zion and I watched the game and he had 31 points. So, uh, and I'm thinking, is this from like another time? Is this an old tweet? No, no. It's from tonight. And then, and then, so I start reading the comments Because I'm thinking, all right, how long before somebody says, hey, hey, this is like factually wrong. All right. It's been like 864 times already. It's only been up for about half an hour. 115 retweets, 864 likes. Nobody says it's wrong. First jackass up. Fact that Zion can't get a double digit rebounds consistently is awful. He's only 6'6", but he runs the fast break. Amazing that this random set of numbers was randomly achieved by a limited scope of available players. So everybody's got a jackass comment. Everybody's got a jackass comment, except actually that it's factually wrong. People are so stupid, they can't even read 140 characters properly. They just look, oh, and then they react and they start talking crap without about a story that's wrong. 
Steve Merrill steps up and then, sorry, Steve, I'm on my soapbox. How you doing, Merrill? Doing well, man. But I mean, it's a bigger picture takeaway of society nowadays is like the media can just tell them whatever. And most of the minions just believe it. They don't ever check or double check facts. You know, you and I gave her some two of the rare people that still actually look something up. If we think it sounds strange or we want to know more about it, we don't just rely on the talking heads. I actually triple and quadruple check stats like every day. It's annoying. It's annoying. You know, Steven, it's, 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 it's always been a problem. It's always been a problem in the sports world and the handicapping world. Like, it'll be a great, like, a good example is, like, Covers.com can say, oh, the Jazz are 17-2 and two against the spread last 19. Somebody else is saying, oh, they're 17-1-1, one and one, right? Or, you know, depending on the number. But I notice often there are mistakes made. And I understand it. We're, we all make mistakes. I make mistakes. We, everybody makes mistakes. But... This is a pretty egregious one. And the fact that it's so random, Steve, you're going back to something that happened in 1972 that didn't happen tonight. And it's not like it was close to happening. Zion had six more points. Like, Steve, 31 and 25 aren't close. It's not the same. And, you know, that's fine, whatever. Okay. But it's a, like you said, Steve, it's amazing to me. That's the thing that got me the most is that out of 844 comments, not one points out that it's wrong, Steve. They just start debating it and having jackass comments about it like you said it really is amazing isn't it you just throw it out there and not one person just says you know this is factually wrong well i mean it's a couple things first of all you know americans are not just anybody it's not just americans canadians anybody they're they're lazier than ever they've ever been and it's a, yes. it's an always an instant gratification, fifteen yeah, second window. Out of the bus, I mean, it's laziness and it's short attention span combined into a terrible equation for not checking stuff. Don't throw Finland and Sweden. You're right. It's America and Canada. I, I'll I'll agree to that. <laughs> I swear to God, Steve. Did you know that the the average? No, the I swear this is true. The average person now, the average human attention span is less than a goldfish. <laughs> it's factually true. Factually true. Not Steve, surprising. Yeah. Steve, yeah. Not nine percent of Americans. Uh, I think it's actually higher. I think it was thirteen or fourteen percent think that chocolate milk come from brown cows. Well, yeah, we talked. You talked about that when Corona beer was like a quarter of the population thought the virus last March came yeah, from yeah, Corona yeah, beer, and I thought you were like kidding. That. And I actually went, Gabe, I actually went and looked that up because I thought you were making a joke. And I did fact check it in the uh, chocolate milk thing we talked about as well. Insane. Scary. <laughs> yeah, and these people vote. <laughs> like, you know, like when and they these say, people vote. vote you beat yeah, me yeah. to it, Gabe. That, yeah, yeah, that was what I was about yeah. to say. I was trying to think of something more yeah. clever. But the first yeah. thing I thought of as so well is these people vote. Right. And then I started yeah, thinking yeah. these people drive cars and they raise kids would probably be another <laughs> one we could say. Yes. Yes. They're parents. They're parents, Meryl. They have handguns and automobiles and they're parents. You're right. Like, dear God, I'm always like that person. It's like, nah, don't make it easier to vote. And I don't say it for like racial purposes, like, because they're always, everybody's always, oh, you're discrimination. But I always say, like, you know, too many idiots vote as it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you should I probably agree, make, it, make it complicated, like where to find a place, Steve. You know what I'm saying? If you can't find a place, sorry, you can't vote. <laughs> you know what I mean? There should be a test, Steve. You know what I mean? It's not like, yeah, yeah, we're going to encourage any jackass here. It's like, no, 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 no. There's got to be an intelligence test. How about that, Meryl? I get, we're going to get called out for this one. How about this? An intelligence test to vote. <laughs> There's got to be well, something, I, Meryl. I got no problem with that. <laughs> 
Hey, look, I'm a big proponent of the voter ID because I think there should be no fraud. You know, I joke every year, go vote. It's election day, vote early and often. It's one of my favorite lines. I'm surprised <laughs> I haven't gotten in trouble for that one, by the way. Everyone's so overly sensitive nowadays. But I've always said, if you're too dumb to figure out how to get an ID, you probably shouldn't be voting in the first place. And I'm with you. And it goes back to the mail-in voting that we had this year. We had a lot of mail-in voting and it kind of rubs me the wrong way. And I think part of the reason probably is what you're saying, Gabe, you should have to make some kind of an effort to want to go vote, even if it's just driving or getting a ride to the polling place, yeah, at least some you're somewhat are, engaged in the process. You know, but if you can just scan Tron a thing and check mark one name and mail it back, that kind of scares me a little bit. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. And you brought it up during the election. And we're not taking sides or on any side or anything like that, but basically, it does make it easier to vote for someone, like on a whim. It's like, yeah, whatever. I'm sitting here. I'm bored. It's like filling out an all-star ballot when we were kids, Steve. Ah, whatever. Uh, I'm drunk. <laughs> it's like, yeah, whatever. Why not? Yeah, you're right. You're drunk and you're pissed off. I don't like this guy. I'm putting it in. I'm putting it in a mailbox. <laughs> you're right. So, but how about this, though, Steve? Factually, right now, this is from 2018. 7% of Americans, this is factual, 7% of Americans think that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. 7% yeah, of America scary. equals 16 million people. 16 million people! It's just scary. I mean, I don't even... I don't know no how you survive in life. make so much money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't get me started on that game. My God, I've been in this industry 25 years, and it's remi- every single day somebody calls me or I email me or something, and I'm like, how does this person even have any money to bet with? It's amazing. We're blowing your mind with, uh, <laughs> with these facts. You're entitled to your opinion, but not your own facts. Bring it. Coming at you all day, every day, with more attitude than other lesser networks would deem appropriate. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Look, we're not saying all the other sports talk networks are backwards, but we're pretty sure they all have a favorite Eehaw episode. Get on the grid. Eehaw. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Maybe I'll go down to the track, put it all on a bus. Why don't you put it in the bank? The bank? This is found money. I want to parlay it. I want to make a big score. Oh, you mean you want to lose it? <laughs> The Twisted Tuesday. We're throwing it down with Steve Merrill. Time always flies uh, when Steve's kicking it with us. And yeah, that was amazing. Like I said, just the fact that nobody just says, hey, by the way, like, how long is that going to stay up for? 
Like, you know, and the whole thing is, Dave, it's like Elias Sports Bureau. You've got one job, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's your job. <laughs> like, ESPN stats and info, Twitter account, that's your job. Like, it's, it's, it's not like you got a debate or an opinion and it's like, oh, people can disagree with your opinion. Like, stats and info, Steve, it's supposed to be factual, right? Uh, I'm just saying, Steve. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everyone can make a mistake. <laughs> it's kind of a big one. Uh, listen, I made a lot of mistakes uh, tonight with the NBA props, but uh, but that's that's another story. Steve Merrill uh, kicking it uh, with us. So, uh, Steve, a lot of stuff I want to get to, actually, uh, with you. Um, let's start off, actually. Let's start off. This is something interesting. And before, I want to get to the, the, the Tona 500 winner and the odds and all that type of stuff. But here's another business uh, type of angle, Steve. I think that'll upset both you and I uh, right now. Let me just find the exact number. Somebody from Chicago uh, just sent this to me on Twitter. Uh, we got a lot of listeners in Chicago. Shout out to the Windy City. Um, all right, where is it uh, here? All right, here we go. Uh, Bobby. Uh, Bobby in Chicago. All right, Bobby in Chicago. Uh, Illinois. Illinois. And you know what? Joe Ostrowski is the one that tweeted this out originally. Shout out to Joe, too. I like Joe. So, Illinois uh, sports betting handled by month, Steve. August, $193 million. September, $305 million. October, $434 million. November, $447 million. December, $491 million. It's not even into the NFL playoffs yet, Steve, in January. And the college playoff games and all that. So that's Illinois. Jersey does about the same thing every month. You know, 400, 500, 380, whatever. Nevada checks in at 470 to 500. It's amazing, Steve, that every market that opens up pretty much brings in like half a billion dollars a month. And the sports handle, and I was just thinking, and I know it's not exact, but I don't know, Steve, 50 states... 50 states at, let's say, $500 million a month. I mean, it, we're, we're talking about $25 billion a year, Steve, that's left on the table. You want to talk about stupidity and government waste? And then they have the nerve to, like, raise taxes or tell you that the roads suck or the schools suck or your kid goes to a crap-ass school because they don't have money, yet all these states are leaving this type of money on the table. It's, it's just it's amazing to me, Steve. Right. So like you said, it's less than half the state. So multiply that by two and then multiply. Well, I was going to say multiply it by 25 because that's the many years we've had offshore books until we got legal sports betting. But obviously inflation oh, yeah, wouldn't be quite what it was in the 90s. Wow. So, <laughs> right. So just, yeah, just wow. multiply it by 20 to be conservative. And that's what that's the that's the tax revenue they've missed out on over the last two decades by taking this long to legalize it. Just and we think these government officials are smart. And they're the ones in charge of our health now. <laughs> they're, the oh, they're in charge of everything and we're not smart enough to run our own lives so that's why big government has to get bigger it really is depressing steve like when i sort of gutted you earlier with those facts you're like oh god it is depressing like that's that's the thing with me the virus is one thing but i'm like oh god these morons in charge every day it's new well yeah you can't i saw it today well you know the vaccination shipments are it's because it's snowing it's you know, delayed it's like it's winter time yes it's snowing like it's supposed to snow. It's winter time, right? Everything's always delayed, and everything's just kicked down. The, you know, where it's just it's we're lost. But it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me, Steve, just how much damn money is bet on sports, bro. 
And think, there's still people betting with bookies. There's still people betting offshore, Steve. And these right. are the numbers. Right. And they, they, these are these are the numbers, Steve. That's what blows me away, Gabe. I was thinking the same thing when you were first reading those, is that the reason that the numbers are big, what I was going to say is the reason they're big is because everybody's already been betting on sports for the last 20, 30 years. You and I know that. That's what our whole livelihood has been based on for two, three decades. So people keep asking me, or you know, Virginia now has legalized sports betting. Oh, is that good for your business? I was like, well, it's not bad for my business, but to be honest with you, it, it probably makes no difference because everyone's already been betting on sports for the last 20 years. What it will do is bring in some new players, but most of yes. those guys are $5, $10, $20 players, you know? So what's interesting to me, Gabe, big picture, is that it does appear that the legal sports books are getting the action, and I'm assuming that's coming from the offshores. You know, people aren't sending money to Costa Rica anymore because I think people like a legal option. And we saw this with marijuana in Colorado, you know, three, four, five yeah, years, however yeah, long yeah. it's been since they were kind of the front runner with that. People were willing to pay a slight premium and pay more for the legal pot because they knew it was a quality product. They knew it was regulated. And I think it's the same thing with a FanDuel account. You know you're going to get paid. You know, it's like betting with the casino in Nevada. You know you're going to get paid. Um, and, and the odds are still great. FanDuel has great odds, great promotions. And so I think the big takeaway for me is like, yeah, that's not new betting. That's just betting that's come back to the U.S. and it's been taxed now. It's interesting. And it, it is a little, well, it's a, you know, the marijuana reference is good, Steve, because look, marijuana recreationally and it's popping up everywhere now. It's almost like sports gambling, like hand in hand, like they're coming, boom, boom. States are like legalizing it. But, you know, Steve, you know, it didn't take, as you stated, it didn't take legalization for me to ever smoke my first spliff in my life. You know what I'm saying? Or place my first bet, <laughs> as you stated. And, you know, though, a lot of people don't like it, right? A lot of people don't like the, like, the legalization because they made the laws different. And But with sports betting, it's, it's different, Steve. You know what I mean? And a lot of people, let's be real, some people, they don't want their business out there. Like, you know what I mean? If you win a lot of money at FanDuel, you've got the IRS on you. You win a lot of money. You win a lot of money at Bovada, you don't. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and it leads me into that crazy Super Bowl story, Steve. Did you, you know, at first I didn't really believe it. I was like, there's no way in hell they got that much money down. But it seems to be mostly true. Yet now I'm actually wondering a little bit if, if the sports book, the offshore book, is milking this for publicity. And they really didn't take that much money on it. I don't know. I'd like to know the full facts of the story. Of course, the Super Bowl streaker um, bet on himself. And he bet on himself. And him and his buddies, they raised $50,000. He ran on the field. He successfully pulled it off. He got released after. He went to a sports bar and told everybody how they bet on it. He went on a Tampa Bay radio station and told them how they bet on it. And they, they were going to get $374,000 back. And then the offshore sports book said no. And then it became a big story on TMZ and everything. There's an investigation. So I said, Steve, I don't know the real numbers. And it's not like the, 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 the offshore place is going to say. And they could be milking this for publicity. You never really know the facts in any of this, Steve. But I had a poll question last night. We'll get to the final question. It's been 24 hours, so we'll get the full response. But I asked people, Steve, so let's say hypothetically the story is true. They bet $50,000 on the streaker, and they did it. Them and their buddies pull it off. They do it. They're supposed to get $374,000 back. 
the sports book has frozen it and is under investigation. And I ask, should they get the 374, Steve? Should they get their 50K back? Or will the offshore sports books just keep their money? And as I stated, there's no better business bureau. It's technically illegal what they did. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, they should either be paid or refund. I mean, they didn't lose the bet. So if you say it was like shenanigans and you just push it, but the whole story to me, Gabe, doesn't sound right because here's the big takeaway for me. And we talked about this with the Brady situation last week about the props. What the prop limits are very low, especially a prop that's not widely available and especially yeah. a prop that somebody could bet on and then go finagle it themselves like yes. that. So none of it makes yeah. sense to me personally. I think it's a bunch of BS. Um, and then these guys in here, going back to once again, how do these idiots in the world have money? You pull that off, you're going to go mouth about it before you've been paid. That doesn't make any sense to me either. I, the whole thing sounds fake to me, but I don't know. I don't know either. Like, I, you know, it's there seems to be something to it. But at the same point in time, in the TMZ story, one of the buddies are quoted as saying, and we even, like, yeah, we went offshore and we even had someone place bets for us in Vegas. Which... Once again, Steve, facts, facts, facts. You can't bet on will there be right. a I don't think they had that, correct? Casino? No, of course not. No. Right. They don't bet. You can't, yeah. you can't bet on that. So I don't know. Is it a big publicity stunt? Like, I don't know. In today's day and age, Merrill, you never can damn tell, can you? That's the world we live in now. You can't believe anything, though. You don't know about what anything is true. Yeah, but Gabe, I'll, t- I'll say this. You brought up a great point there. When someone starts telling a story that I'm hesitant about, I'm always looking for cracks in that story. That's a big crack right there if they claim they made a bet in Vegas. That's a, that's a lie. So you know they're lying right away about making some of that bet, which makes me think the whole thing could be a lie. So I think that's very important, actually. And is the sports book playing along with it? They could be. right. You know what? They and need publicity. It, they're getting hammered, think, like you said, by the legal ones. And Exactly. And think about it, Steve. It's good publicity in the sense that people think you're stupid. They'll be like, oh, right, man, exactly. oh, good point. Yeah. You know what I mean, Steve? See, you see how smart we are marketing? You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Steve? Like, people well, if they, think, if they man, pay these them, guys we're gonna, are morons. The fix is in. <laughs> yeah. If they end up paying them, quote unquote, paying them, then we know the fix was in and that it's a big joke. Yeah. Wow. I like to get to the bottom of it. I guess we eventually will. I think me and Meryl need to start our own investigative sports uh, journalism. <laughs> betting PIs. Yeah, betting PIs. We got to get to the bottom of this. I got another you actually, match. I got another actually big story. Do it on the other side. Boy, Meryl, bring it. You can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, or the internet. Technology Grand. Keep it here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Don't think of us as just sports talk. Think of us as a full immersion crash course in sports news you can use. You listen, you learn. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hey, look! There's a big crowd. Welcome us back, even though we lost. Hey, I'll give you something to cry about, you loser. You can't catch a football? Let's see if you can catch a rock. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Brantz. That's a great one, huh, Steve? <laughs> Can't catch a football. Let's see if you can catch a rock. <laughs> Most are throwing rocks at the players <laughs> getting off the plane. <laughs> hey, stupid loser. Uh, so, you know, it's amazing. We're talking about sports gaming and everything and about stupid governments. So, breaking news, actually. Breaking news in the late night hours from Alberta, Canada, which is um, Edmonton and Calgary. Uh, for those of you thinking, what, where? Uh, we'll put it in sports terms. Calgary Flames, Edmonton Oilers. Um, they have just <laughs> legalized, they have just legalized single game sports wagering. So, Steve, in Canada, sports betting has been legal for about 30 years. Okay? But, get this. This is the catch, Merrill. It's unbelievable. There's always something, huh? This is the catch. You have to play parlays. They have, like, parlay cards. You can't bet a single game. So somehow, Steve, it's against the law in Canada to bet on a single game, but it's not against the law to bet on two games or three games. And we should note the government is the one that runs the sports uh, operation. It's run by the, the lotteries who are like state slash provincial. You know what I mean? So it's government run and they have blocked themselves, Steve, over the years from taking single-game sports betting because they make so much damn money forcing people to take three games on the parlay ticket, Steve. Pretty crazy. But now, all these U.S. states have legalized it. So it's hard for the casino in Windsor on one side when Detroit's got sports betting on the other side now. Niagara Falls, same thing. Niagara Falls Canadian side, no. American side, yes. It, it's put pressure on a Canadian side, Steve, but it's, it's, it's a wide open market, brother. It's just it's opening across the board. But it's amazing as we talk about it. Here's another place. Interesting, though, Steve, isn't it, that there, it's not an ethical thing. It's not like, oh, no, bad bet, gambling is bad. Canadians accept betting. They're, Canadians bet more per capita than anyone in the world. Like if you like, you know, if you ask Canadians as far as do you sh- like look down upon going to a casino? No. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't, gambling is an acceptable part of culture, et cetera. So, it's amazing, isn't it, Steve, though, that you couldn't bet on a single game, but you can bet on a parlay, Steve. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and I know some people back in the day, 10, 15 years ago, that took the lottery for hundreds of thousands of dollars because what they would do back then is they'd, you know, they'd set the lines on Wednesday or whatever and they wouldn't move yes, them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the one yeah. time you could get an edge with those three teams is playing bad numbers. But now things have gotten more sophisticated. But keep in mind, back when in 1992, when Congress passed that PASPA bill that was just overturned in 2018, that's what forbidden any other state other than Nevada for legalizing sports betting. And the only states that were grandfathered in back in 1992, by the way, New Jersey yeah. chose not to do it because Bill Bradley was one of the co-sponsors as the senator from New Jersey. Yeah. So that's why yeah. Atlantic City could never get it after the fact because they, they didn't choose to exercise Steve? that one-year clause. 
exactly right. Yeah, that's where I was going to go with that. Delaware Delaware always had it on the books, but it was always a lottery-like parlay thing, and so did Oregon. And Montana was the other state, but Oregon and Delaware did have lotteries. But it once again goes back to a word we haven't brought up tonight, which sums up government in general. It's hypocrisy. You know, and it's like, oh, gambling's evil through the 90s and the 2000s. It's not evil in Nevada, but it's evil in the other 49 states if you do it. And then all of a sudden, you know, greed is another good word. They see the money just being sent down to Costa Rica and Antigua and England, and they want a piece of that. And that's what happened with poker back in 2005, 2006. They shut it down, just regulated and get open. And it's also what we're seeing on the East Coast here. You know, Virginia, my state, just got FanDuel three weeks ago, and that's yeah. because New Jersey had it, Pennsylvania had it, Delaware had it, West Virginia had it, Maryland's about to get it, D.C.'s about to get it. So guess what? Now Virginia has it. You can figure out who's going to have it next because now Tennessee has it. It's going to be North Carolina most likely in the next year. It's interesting. I know they've been fighting it. They've been fighting it. And that's like it's the Bible belt, so to speak. And I know South Carolina is not. And the Carolina Panthers owners actually said, you know what? I want to have sports betting at my games in the future. And he kind of threatened them, like saying, you know, if you can't, if you can't do this, like maybe, maybe I'll be in South Carolina. Maybe South Carolina will do this. Right, South Carolina has um, less less morals, I guess. <laughs> South Carolina is open for business, but I wonder, like Alabama, do you think Steve there'll be holdouts? Do you think every state will have sports betting eventually, or will there be holdouts? I don't think. I don't, why would Alabama hold? Yeah, out? Alabama's the real there. interesting one. Bama's the interesting one, though, because I do um I do a Thursday spot on ESPN Radio every Thursday down there. It's the Tennessee Valley, but it's also part of Alabama. And Tennessee just got it a few months ago, and they've been setting records in Tennessee because they only had two or three operators until recently. And I didn't even realize this, Gabe, because Virginia borders Tennessee. Eight states, I had to look this up, eight states touched Tennessee at the border somewhere, eight different states. And basically none of them had sports betting, including Alabama. Wow. So that's why Tennessee just is breaking records left and right. And I still think at some point when Alabama sees that money flowing over the border to these other states, they'll probably have it even. Yeah, Steve, I saw a thing about that, too. Like, people leave Nebraska. Like, Nebraskans spend, like, hundreds of millions of dollars a month on weed in Colorado. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, hey, Nebraska, maybe you should just legalize it. You make, make your own money instead of setting up cop cars on the, on the freeway. So how about this story, Steve? And it's just broke as well tonight. Um, match fixing. 160 suspicious matches in Asia as COVID-19 allows criminals to target vulnerable leagues. This is really, and this is from Sports Radar, who actually, we, we work in a partnership with our network. Sports Radar, guys, is the data company that provides the data and does the stats for the pro sports leagues. Sports technology firm to offer free use of its CAS-approved universal fraud detection system to help sports and leagues identify corrupt practices. Um, Sports Radar says COVID-19 is a game changer in max pitching uh, and it's time to fight back against this cancer. Uh, you know, very, very interesting. So let me just uh, quickly give you a story. COVID-19 uh, pandemic is allowing criminals to increasingly target less popular leagues and cross new frontiers to manipulate results for betting. There's been over 160 suspicious matches in Asia during the uh, pandemic. Uh, well, the economic crisis caused the coronavirus means that overall match fisting is down to a global scale. It does not stop criminals from trying to exploit vulnerable people and sports who are struggling to survive. And it's the only tip of the iceberg. Um, man, 160 saying, uh, so here it is. Sports radar covered 
more than 600,000 matches globally in 2020, including more than 1,000 competitions. Their UFDS fraud algorithm detected 526 escalated matches involving football, basketball, esports, tennis, table tennis, volleyball, ice hockey, handball, cricket, and beach volleyball. It has resulted in 102 sporting sanctions and nine criminal convictions. Man, Steve, this sounds like modern, like big brother technology. They've really like got this algorithm down, bro, as far as saying like weird, weird betting patterns on events, Steve. Well, it, it goes hand in hand with something I've always said is that if you really don't want corruption in sports betting, you want everything legal and regulated. I mean, that's so why they're doing this. Virginia yes, is another great example. This. Well, and Virginia is a great example because obviously I know this state very well. I've followed the process the last two years as they've tried to get it legal. We finally have it, as I mentioned, within the last month. But even then, at the 11th hour last spring when they were passing the law, they had to make some compromises because some people weren't on board. And one of the compromises was that they'll allow college betting, but not on in-state Virginia schools like Virginia, Virginia Tech, William & Mary, you know, VCU, Richmond, and the other – the other compromise was no props at all on college sports, any props. I don't get that. And then more recently, we talked about this during the Super Bowl. I didn't know until I was looking at the lottery website the other week. Another one of the regulations, no Olympic betting and no MVP Cy Young award betting, anything like that. They're in the legislature this year right now getting changing that Olympic law because guess what? The Olympics are this summer and the sports books want to take action. And that was kind of a oversight from an amateur type of law that they had. But you know, once again, I said, if you really want integrity, the reason they don't want betting on Virginia colleges is because they don't want the athletes fixing the games. Well, so what are you going to do? Push it offshore to the underground of the black market? Like they're going to really, <laughs> you know, report any suspicious activity. It's, it's once again, just shows how clueless these lawmakers are. It is true. And when we talk about basketball and hockey and stuff, we're not talking about the NBA guys. And these are, these are the leagues that we tell you don't bet on. And I'm sure I've had money on some of these games. Uh, match fixing more than 10 suspicious basketball games. Uh, in an Asian league with COVID-19 crisis poised uh, to cause rise of corrupt practices. My guess is the Philippines. I'm going to think probably yeah, the Philippines. Say. Uh, um, yeah, Steve, I bet yeah. these leagues. So, And there's not that many of them playing. So I know I you know. do. Yeah, I know. And I'm telling you, I was on a, t- a TV talk show with an NBA agent once, and he told me, he goes, man, you're the guy that bets all the time. Huh? He goes, I know you like to bet on international leagues and stuff. He goes, don't. He goes, I've got clients that play in Korea and the Philippines. And he goes, bro, it's like, it's rigged. And I said to him, I said, so what are you telling me? You're saying your players are on the take? He goes, no, no, no. He goes, but the gangsters all own the teams. He goes, the teams are owned by like warlords and like gangsters and stuff. And basically what they'll do is they'll they'll pull like the American star player with four minutes left if they want. You know what I mean? Like, they manipulate the game, Steve. Right? So the players, the American guys, like some college kid who played at Seton Hall is playing in Korea now. He's not in on it. Right? He knows it's going on because they take him out of the game. But he's not missing shots on purpose. (laughs) But it's very manipulated, Steve. And point blank from an agent. He goes, don't bet on that stuff, bro. He He goes, not every game is fixed, but he goes, it's all owned. Uh, he was talking about the Chinese League, too. The Chinese League is all owned by, like, billionaires in China, like oligarchs and stuff, Steve. There's, like, a Russian hockey team owned by Putin and his buddies. Steve, they won the championship, like, six years in a row. They get every call. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? They get, they, they, they get every call. 
So speaking of Virginia, actually, Florida State State beat Virginia. You know, you know, we we always like what we saw last all the time, but I like this Florida State team, man. I like Leonard Hamilton. I like the talent that they have. What what do you make of them? Uh, you watch this you watch this basketball team play, and what do you think of the Cavaliers in a big picture? But what about FSU making a run in the tournament? Yeah, I actually had a strong best bet Saturday on Virginia for my clients over North Carolina. Um, I love the setup. I thought there was some line value on top of it. Um, I did not have anything last night, but I wanted nothing to do with Virginia last night. I thought that was a really bad scheduling spot, especially after the big UNC win. They also have a big look-ahead game this weekend against Duke. I know Duke and UNC aren't what they used to be, but the players still get up for those games probably more than Florida State. And then you combine that with the fact that Florida State is a very underrated team this year. Uh, I'm not going to read too much into that blowout loss last night. I still think that was a bad spot for Virginia, and they have been inconsistent at times this year. Um, but when I get Virginia in general against uh, faster-paced teams like UNC and stuff, especially at home, uh, I still think come tournament time also they're going to be a tough out with that slow-down half-court style. Uh, Steve, Michael McDowell. Wow. Michael McDowell. As high as, uh, as 100 to 1 at some uh, book, Steve, earlier in the week. Wins the Daytona 500. Yeah, um, he was at least 66-1 at a lot of the major books. I saw him at 80-1 to at another. I saw him at 100-1 to at one of the U.S. books. Um, so those were bettable odds. And, hey, look, it was a long shot. It's his only win in a couple hundred starts. Yet, he had the second-best average finish at Daytona the last four races after Denny Hamlin. You know, so it's wow. not a total surprise. And uh, we're doing our show tomorrow on Wager Talk TV. We mentioned him last week as a long shot. Steve Merrill will wrap up with Steve Merrill on the other side. And can you believe it? Two days in a row it happens. We'll hit it and bring it. We do this 24 hours a day. Working hard to bring you the news you can use. Get on the grid. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Believe it or not, you can listen too much to us. I mean, it's possible. Get to know your family again. Did you know your wife cries herself to sleep every night? That's what she told us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Three minute warning, level one is just slow by. You know, we got caught up. Uh, we got caught up in our conversation with Steve Merrill. And Steve, Phoenix was rolling Brooklyn, man, all night. And I look up, I'm like, oh my God, Brooklyn wins 128-124 this evening. And look, last night on the show, I thought I was smart. I took uh, I took Phoenix. It was minus two and a half. 
I jumped on Phoenix because I said, I bet you Kyrie Irving doesn't play tomorrow. And the number is going to jump. <laughs> All right. Lo and behold, I'm right. Unfortunately, it didn't matter. And it's amazing, Steve, because the same thing happened yesterday. I wasn't on it yesterday, but with the Clipper game. The Clippers were like five-point favorites oh, yeah. earlier in the morning. Uh, they end up getting four in the end. And what happens? What they win? 125, 117, or 18? They won by seven anyway, Steve. Two days in a row, bro. The team that loses all their stars and the number swings lose the game outright. Yeah, and guess who I've had in the NBA the last two nights, Gabe? <laughs> Insane. I f- and I not only you, that, I, I beat Saturday those two Monday. lines. I released them early in the day. I beat the closing line by 12 points combined the last two nights and lost both games still. 12-point teaser combined. Insane. I was getting a nine-point teaser last night when that game tipped off in Miami. I put them out at plus three for my clients, closed at minus six and a half. Put Phoenix up minus five and a half, closed minus eight. They're up by 21 at the half, lost outright. Just crazy. I mean, what do you do? It's not like I was on the wrong side. I don't think I was. I mean, it, you know, I'll take those odds every time. What do you, yeah, like it's amazing. Like you said, so opens two and a half, closes seven and a half, uh, closes seven and a half, and Brooklyn wins the game outright. 128, 124. Welcome to the NBA, Marilla. Wow. Exactly. I was on I was on Phoenix too. I hit an in-game over. I hit a prop in the game with Harris, but wow. Man, the freaking NBA. Hey Steve, look forward to Friday, man. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Steve. Steve Merrill, great stuff with Steve. Wow. The NBA, man. The roller coaster from hell. Terrify. They rush. Crucify. Let it be done. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.